Do you sometimes feel like you're floundering in your business or personal life? That you don't quite know where you're going? Trust your heart. Trust the spirit. Live a spirit-led life. Create a spirit-led business. That's the title of a practical guide by Marnie Pearson Coons, a Christian mom of six, based on her 30 years of in-home experience. These podcasts from Marnie will give you insight into trusting your heart, trusting the spirit to give you direction not only in your business, but in your entire life. Check out Marnie's Spirit-Led Life podcast, book, and free masterclass at TrustYourHeartSeries.com. Welcome back to the Spirit-Led Life podcast. In the first chapter of the Spirit-Led Business book, where I'm talking about recognizing the Spirit, I tell you to keep a journal of the insights that you receive along the way. This is one of the very best ways to learn how the Spirit speaks to you because the Spirit speaks to each of us differently and different ways. And one phenomena I've discovered and I've heard other people talk about this too is the more you learn to identify how the Spirit is speaking to you and the more you act on what the Spirit tells you to do, the more ways it starts to speak to you. So, for example, I talk about in the book how years ago when I was young, the way I would get inspiration would just be a knowing. I just know that's what I'm supposed to do, or I'm supposed to say this. It would just be a stroke of an idea and just know. And then over time, as I've developed my spiritual gifts, then I began to see visuals in my mind, or things started coming to me as dreams. And then I started hearing like words in my head. You develop these different skills over time. And the more you journal your way through it, the more you're going to learn what is the spirit and what's not. Because as you journal things, you will start to see them come to fruition. Let's say the spirit tells you to do this particular thing and you do it and you see the results and you journal that. Then you see that, hey, I followed what the Spirit told me to do, and it led me to this good result. And so you start to gain confidence in your ability to hear the Spirit, and you learn to gain confidence that the Spirit has your back. I'll give you an example of some journaling that I did starting in about August of 2010. I was not happy in my marriage, And I was at a uh, camp with some young women, and there were plenty of leaders, too many leaders. They didn't really need me. I was just there to kind of sleep in the girls' cabin at night, so they had an adult in their cabin. So during the day, I could pretty much do what I wanted to do. So I was pondering on my marital situation, and I was reading scriptures, and I ran across this verse on, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And the thought occurred to me that if Christ could resurrect a person's life or body, surely he could resurrect a marriage or he could resurrect really what was that the root of my problem was hope. I had no hope for the future. It felt very depressing. I felt like given the situation I was in, if it continued that way, I didn't have a lot of hope for real happiness or real connection. So I prayed and asked Heavenly Father to resurrect my hope. I asked Christ to resurrect my hope. 
And the first thing that he told me to do was to jot down the way I wanted my life to be and to actually make a list of how I would like to be treated by my significant other. I started writing down all these different attributes that I valued, whether it was being there for me in a pinch, sweeping me off my feet, dancing with me, making me laugh, sharing analogies with me, sharing my insights with me, you know, all these things that are important to me, which may not be important to you at all, but I had this list of all these different things that I would like to see in my marital relationship. And then I started documenting where these things showed up. I let go of it having to come from my husband of the time. It could come from anyone or anything. For example, a squirrel hopping along gathering nuts and doing something silly could make me laugh. My son giving me a hug could meet that item on the checklist of, you know, a hug for the day. And I started to notice that God was bringing me everything that I needed. It just didn't come from the one person that I expected it to come from. I wanted it to come from my spouse. But God was seeing that I was taken care of. I remember one day I was going to the landfill. I had loaded up a bunch of stuff on my own to go to the landfill. I was at the landfill alone. And one of the things on my list was somebody who would work alongside me and help me accomplish what I needed to do. I didn't have that really in my first marriage. So I went to the landfill, I'm alone. I've got a lot of stuff to unload. And this gentleman came up that I don't even know and helped me unload all of that stuff into the landfill. And I was so grateful. You know, I thanked him so much. And I thank God afterwards because I realized he delivered. He gave me someone to work alongside me and help me unload all that stuff into the landfill. And so years went by and I kept documenting and I kept mentally noting, even if I didn't write it down all the time, I would mentally note, hey, that's something on my list. And I started to see my blessings everywhere and I saw that I had everything I needed. In time, that marriage ended and I began journaling my way through the divorce and the, and the time afterwards. And there were so many things in my conversations with God that he showed me were coming ahead of time and I would journal them. He would give me visualizations. He would bring my future spouse to me and we would have conversations. And I wrote all this stuff down. There came a time where I gave up on that. I thought, you know, I'm delusional. I'm never going to find this person that God has shown me. I actually married someone else. I was kind of in a broken space and I just really settled. It was a perfectly good man, but not a good match for me. He obviously was not the person God had shown me in all of my visualizations and things that I had journaled. But I just thought, you know, I'm delusional. And I don't think I really thought I was settling, but I realize now I was. I mean, I didn't consciously think I've got to settle. It was just sort of this, I give up. That marriage did not last long. Uh, he was smart enough to know that we didn't belong together. And, and we ended that in about 18 months. But shortly after, the Lord led me to the man he had shown me before. And I knew him. When I met him, I knew him because it was so clear that it was him. It was obvious it was him. Eventually, I shared some of my journal entries and the lists and things 
that I had made with him, and he saw himself in it. He knew it was him. And there are so many times in my life where Dave and I are sitting at the kitchen table having a conversation, and it's like deja vu, because it's so much like the conversations that I was shown ahead of time. Now, I'm not saying everybody is going to get that level of clarity. I'm not really sure exactly why the Lord showed it to me so clearly, but I do know that coming out of that second marriage, I would have been really gun-shy to enter another relationship. I would have been very hesitant. I, I was done with men, and I was like, I don't need any more men. Friendships are fine, and that's all I was looking for at the time. And it ended up being this person that God had shown me. And had he not shown Dave to me ahead of time, I probably would have missed the window of opportunity to be with him. So for me, I needed to see it ahead of time. But that shows you the power of a journal, because I could go back to these journal entries and read them and go, oh, this is him. I didn't go back to my journal entries on the second husband because I was kind of in a broken space and giving up on things. But by the time Dave came along, I I thought, I'm digging out these journals again, and I'm going to double check. And it was obvious. I cannot emphasize enough to you. Keep a journal. Even if you think you're nuts, even if you think, I don't know if that was really the spirit or not, I think it was, jot it down anyway. You just never know. So that's my tip for you today. Keep a journal. And you can do it in lots of different ways. I have used social media as a type of journal. I've used my blog as a journal. I use a Word document for the really intimate, personal things that I don't want to put out for anybody else to see. I put those in a Word document. Or I have lots of journals and notebooks, and I'm not really the world's best at organizing my written journals. They're in lots of notebooks, and locating what I'm looking for is sometimes tricky. But I have gotten better lately. I have a specific journal that I use for my spiritual gifts, uh, the development of my spiritual gifts, and what I'm doing in my business. It's kind of a combination since I'm helping people live spirit-led lives and spirit-led businesses. There's sort of this one journal that I put all of that in. Anything I'm gaining insight on goes in that journal, so I know to grab it when I have an insight along those lines. So whatever works for you, play with it, experiment with it, but keep a journal. You will be so glad you did. Check out Marnie's Spirit-Led Life podcast, book, and free masterclass at trustyourheartseries.com.